everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. It's minute 39. Yes. Which begins with we can be alone and the ribcage, like the body rolls. Yeah. And then goes through singing I love. Right. Because that's how the song goes. They're still singing I They're love. They're still rock. singing I love. <laughs> we'll find out what they love tomorrow. <laughs> Two notes on this. All caps. Ben's face. I know. He has been impressed in previous cuts to Ben. Mm-hmm. In this minute, he is a cartoon. Yep. He is a Tex Avery cartoon. If his eyes could bug out and be like, whoa, 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 and like, whoa, 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 yep. like, like telescoping out. Yeah, exactly. Dude's heart is a heart-shaped heart pounding out of his chest. Yep. But he is frozen eyes wide. He is the eyes wide emoji in acting form. Yes. And it is oh, brilliant. Yeah. He's, I would have loved to, and I realized that the whole point of this entire week is showcasing Britney Spears singing I Love Rock and Roll, but I would have loved a lot more of Ben's reactions. What I wanted from this whole scene is Lucy getting encouragement from her girls yeah. to come out of her shell a little bit, and Ben reacting to her coming out of her shell a little bit, and like for every little bit that she gives us, I want to see Ben's reaction. Yeah. And I want to see her girls egging her on. Yeah. And I, because like we just see her being Brittany and we see the crowd reacting favorably. I think that Anson Mount is a good actor. Mm-hmm. I think Skylar Aston would have destroyed this reaction. Yes. Um, Skylar Aston plays Jesse on Pitch Perfect. He's also yep. on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And Chris and I basically paused the show. There's only one episode out, it turns out, and it starts coming out on the 16th of February. Oh. Where we paused it and we're like, Skylar Aston is the greatest reactor of our generation. He's very, very good. <laughs> he really, really is. And he would have been like, at first been like, what is happening? Yeah. Into, at the end, just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just a real, like, woo moment. Yeah. Sort of deal. And I wonder if maybe Anson Mount was doing that and we just didn't get to see it because all of like i keep thinking back to the the waffle house business yeah like the man is good at stage business yeah and he's very good at a lot of the little nuances yes so i have to imagine that he was reacting in ways that we just didn't get to to see right and you know stuff has to get cut yeah i guess for a full britney performance of my love rock and roll yeah so let's talk about was that all you had notes wise no, that's all i have notes yeah. wise. oh no i don't i have something else oh uh they do like a choreograph thing that honestly looks like something you'd make up at a sleepover and therefore feels kind of legit okay i they didn't do even like notice a, it's it. like a line dance um, that the three of them do, she brings her both Kit and Mimi up, and they do kind of like a a shoulder shimmy and like a little step number and whatever that looks exactly like I was like, oh, they've performed this song in Lucy's bedroom, like as yeah. like ten year olds. They might well have, and I love that backstory where it's like, yeah, we're gonna do I Love Rock and Roll. We're gonna do it's like Ross and Ross and Monica. We're gonna do the routine. Yeah. And it's like, all right, so Mimi will start off singing, and then they scrap that because, once again, one of Mimi's ideas gets shot down. Uh-huh. And then they have a new idea where Lucy sings, but they still, you know, in the bridge of the song are like, all right, routine time. Yeah. Everyone gather up. We're going to do a little shimmy. We're going to do a little stepping. We're going to do a little, like, hip stuff. You know what? This makes me feel a lot better about her Britney Spears-ishness mm-hmm. because if this was 
a fond memory she had of the three of them as children. Yeah. This might be something that she has, con- a performance that she has continued to hone. Yeah. Whenever she's having a wave of nostalgia yeah. in her bedroom, like when she needs a break from Madonna, maybe sometimes she, she pulls out her Joan Jet. Right. And so maybe she isn't easing into it as much because she already, she's like, just pretend you're in your bedroom. Right. You got this. Yeah. That makes me feel a whole lot better about it, actually. So thank you for that. Hey, you're welcome. I guess the thing that um, bugs me the most about this version of this song, which, by the way, Joan Jett was not the first to perform this song. No? This was originally performed by a dude who I didn't do any research on or anything at all. Okay. The song is a lot creepier when a dude is performing it, talking about she couldn't have been much more than 17. Yeah. And, you know, well, she was just 17, if you know what I mean, from I saw her standing there by the Beatles. It used to be, I think, that, like, as long as the girl was older than, like, 15 or 16, it was fine. Sure. Even though the people singing it about her were, like, 24, 25, because they were, they were making music for, like, 17-year-olds, yeah. 16, 17-year-olds. Anyways, when Joan Jett sings it, one, Joan Jett is a huge badass. Yeah. Two, it's a very cool, weird, empowering... I'm trying to decide whether or not it's it's a weird double standard in favor of women where it's like it's fine if Joan Jett is the older woman seducing the younger man but it doesn't come up it's almost like it's not a story anymore yeah it's like a an attitude it's regardless of who is the older and who is the younger yeah 17 is too young for the purposes of like the badass song or whatever like it doesn't bother me but I and I realized that they needed a, they did 17 because they needed a certain number of syllables. Would it have worked if they had said, I knew he must have been about 23? Same number of syllables. But... Same uh, double E sound. But it doesn't end with an een. Because you need... Um, saw her by the... Uh, saw him by the thing... At the, by the record machine. Machine. Could, knew he couldn't have been about much more than 17. Saw him standing there by the record machine. So like knew 23 would have been Knew he must fine. have been about 23. Yeah. It doesn't have quite the same... Right. Ring to it, but also it's not uh, statutory rape. But again, if, so, if you're... Since the next line is, he said, can I take you home where we can be alone? Like, right. It's, it's a weird... Rock and roll has been through some weird, weird stuff. And one of the one of the primary things, and you know, we talk about this on Blinking and Miss It, one of my podcasts on the Scavengers Network, mm-hmm. scavengersnetwork.com, is that it's weird for Mark Hoppus... 27 year old or however old he was when enema of the state came out to sing about visiting his girlfriend by the lockers yeah because he's not in high school right but he's writing for someone who is in high school yeah and that's why i think backstreet boys and like boy bands go more broad and like god must have spent a little more time on you yeah as opposed to hey i really like the way you wear your letterman's jacket cuz we're in high school even <laughs> though i'm not in high school yeah. anyways uh don't you think i'm sexy so i think that you sacrifice specificity for it not being like wait what he just say yeah <clears throat> now also in i love rock and roll she never goes home with him. He propos- the the kid propositions the adult and the adult's like, "No, we can we can dance." No, and it's yeah, right? it's put another I, dime in the jukebox. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I love rock and roll. I'm not dating right now. Yeah. And so like 
the the age of the of the person nothing untoward happens right it's it's, it's still just there's it's, a leering quality that if frankly i guess i guess we can count joan jett and britney spears singing it you don't feel the leering but like any man singing i love rock and roll it's going to it's going to be it's going to be weird sounding yeah cuz yeah there's there's something so much more predatory seeming about an older man with a younger person than an older woman with a younger person that, yeah, which, which is, you know, perhaps unfair. Yeah. I mean, you get, you get into like some Mary Kay Letourneau stuff that is weird. Like where it's like, ah, it's okay because he bagged the hot teacher or whatever. Yeah. That is a weird double standard and an instrument of the patriarchy and puts women down even as they're the ones quote unquote in, in power. But like, it turns them into objects, yeah. but they're also rapists. The part that bothers me about this performance versus Joan Jett's performance is the yeah with me's. They sing the they sing yeah with me uh-huh. so quickly in this. Yeah. And in the Joan Jett with version, me. it's it's more of a sneering, sort of like, yeah, with me, like sort of yeah. like, what are you gonna make of it? He's with me, yeah with me. Kind of like, I'm gonna get in a fight. Yeah. You know, Joan Jett. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh-huh. but this is almost like it's a background vocal that that needs to be passed over as quickly as possible to get back to the lead, and I, I I did not care for that. Agreed. It's one of those things where it's like I've heard the other version so much that the differences are stark to me, and and bug me. So right, but I would like a pink cover. Right. Of oh, this. you mean the modern? Wow. Am I about to say this? Yeah, I would say pink at least is in contention for the modern Joan Jet. Yeah, she's got, she's got like that growly aspect to her voice and like she's so strong and badass and yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. interesting she kind of even she could do i would love to see pink in a joan jet biopic yeah yeah i would watch that yeah hey hollywood they did part of a joan jet biopic with um twilight girl oh yeah they did uh kristen stewart yeah when she was in the runaways but i'd love to see like a like a joan jet life biopic of yeah like of, what they did with like rocket man and right bohemian um, rhapsody, bohemian rhapsody yeah. and all yeah exactly starring pink yeah and and you call it bad reputation i mean like yeah. it, the thing writes itself it really does hollywood get on this <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna make it happen no, somebody I mean, needs me to though yeah i mean but we can't do everything yeah we have too many podcasts uh, do you have anything else um no do you do, was there anything else you want to talk about with regard to the Joan Jett version versus the Britney version no it's a pop versus a rock sort of yeah. cover I think it's a perfectly serviceable karaoke version sure but yeah I wonder why they chose this song well which came first of... the Britney album or the or the Britney movie Google I mean tell me. The, the the album came out before the movie came out for sure because it came out in November of 2001. But did they decide to put this on the album because it was going to be in the movie or vice versa? Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, given that we've seen her rocking out to Madonna, why would they not choose something that is more like Madonna? Why wouldn't they choose something that fits her voice a little bit better? Something that's a little more pop and a little less rock? Because I do think that, while it's a perfectly serviceable karaoke version of the song, it's not the song. Britney's not a rock singer. Right. Her, she doesn't, like, it's a grit. The song needs more grit than, than Britney's voice can put into it. Christina? I can see it. Could, could do, 
I love rock and roll because that girl can growl. Mm-hmm. You got to be growly and gritty. It's true. To like really do it proper. You either need to be like Pink or Joan Jett where it's like, what of it? I will punch you in the face. Yeah. Or growly like Christina or someone else we could we could probably think of. I mean, one thing is that you want to have a short song. Yeah, that's true. So, like, a, a you know, a, a late 70s rock song makes sense because, like, a Madonna song needs to build. And, like, if you want to do, like, express yourself. Also, the idea of does the karaoke bar have it? Sort of, Surely sort the of. karaoke bar would have a Madonna song. Yeah. Or, like, what about, like, um, I think we're alone now. Okay. Or even, like, one way or another. Like, that one's a little Ooh. bit growly, but that would have... I think Britney could rock one way or another. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just... I, I find it an odd choice that they would pick I Love Rock and Roll. I mean, maybe maybe the album was already out. Maybe they asked Britney, what karaoke song do you want to do? I mean, you need to go into, like, Britney set lists from the year 2000. Was she yeah. already doing I Love Rock and Roll as, like, a an encore sort of situation? Yeah. Or, like, a, you know, middle of the middle of the set get the crowd going Maybe. again or whatever. And then she's like, all right, well let's lay this down on the album. And then, yeah. and then Shonda was like, Oh, you do. I love rock and roll. That's on the album. Oh, cool. I can write that in. Well, and also like what, which came first, the casting of Britney or the deciding of the song. Like right. it could be that Shonda Rhimes wrote a, a script that had, I love rock and roll because it's an easy carry, not an easy karaoke song, but like that's it. every karaoke bar is going to have. I love rock and roll. Right. And then Britney came into the project. And rather than change it, they just went with it. Because Britney's like, yeah, I mean, I can sing. I love rock and roll. It's fine. I was going to say, like, girls just want to have fun. Yeah. That's a little high. Yeah. I also think, because I also thought of uh, uh, I'm Walking on Sunshine. Okay. Um, that's too fast. You need it to be sort of a slinky sort of... Because the thing is, yeah. she does have to be sexy Britney Spears and yeah. find her, find her whatever... So I, th- I mean, like it may be that I love rock and roll is just the best we're gonna, the best we're gonna get. I still think one way or another would have been better. That may be, see because she could be... still be slinky, but she wouldn't have to be quite as hard. That's but it's 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 a fast song. It is. I don't know. I just I feel like there are other songs that they could have chosen that she could have done not just a perfectly fine job with, but could have honestly rocked. Okay. I'm sorry, that she could have honestly popped. Right. We have social media. If you can think of, give us some suggestions yeah. for songs. I think this, the stipulation is uh, 80s women. Yep. Uh, it needs to be not too fast. Uh, you can sexify it a little bit, kind of slink a little bit mm-hmm. to it. And it needs to be recognizable and like likely to be in a karaoke bar. Yeah. So, so hit us with your best shot on those. Nice. I'm... Really proud of that. You should be. But you can do that at our Twitter handle, which is at Crossroads underscore Min. Yes. Um, individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I am at Unabashed James. We are also proud members of the Scavengers Network. We, alongside a whole bunch of other shows, one of which we will drop a trailer for at the end of this episode. Indeed, we will. It might be one that you've already heard of. It, you may have. You may have already heard of it. And if not, then maybe you'll like to have heard of it. Well, if not, then have you been listening to this episode? Yeah. <laughs> if you've been listening to this episode, which could be a big if, maybe you're dropping in. Maybe you're just tuning in on your radio dial. I don't know how podcasts work in the future. 
I mean, that is a fact. We don't know how podcasts work in the future. You will have heard of it, probably. Hey, James. Yeah. Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey everyone, and welcome to Promo and You'll Miss It, the Blink and You'll Miss It promo, where every promo is over before you know it. I am James, your host, and we're back to talk to you about what season one of Blink and You'll Miss It was about. Well, we talked about all of the Blink discography from Cheshire Cat up through the deluxe edition of California, and we also talked about Boxcar Racer and Plus 44, all of which is available now on the Scavengers Network. So go find it and enjoy. Enjoy. 